Hello, and welcome to The Midweeks. Today we're going to continue our journey through the book of Hebrews in a series called By Faith. And today we're going to be looking at three individuals who each exhibited faith through their speech about the future. And it's three different people, but they're united in a similar theme. And so we're going to deal with them all together today. So we're in Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 20. And this is what the Word of God says. By faith, Isaac invoked future blessings on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of his, the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave directions concerning his bones. So what we have here is kind of generations of faith. Isaac was Jacob's dad. Jacob was Joseph's father. And we see in each one of these little pictures that the author of Hebrews picks out, we see them speaking um, blessing or speaking prophetically concerning the future because of their faith. For the story of Isaac, you may remember, um, this is later on in Isaac's life. He's old and he's gone blind and he wants to bless Esau and kind of give him the blessing as, of being the patriarch over the family of God. But there's a switcheroo that's done. And so, um, Jacob sneaks in and he's pretending to be Esau and he gets the blessing that's meant for Esau, but um, it is a real blessing. And the, one of the things that strikes me about this story is Isaac's faith in his blessing. When he prays and blesses Jacob with wine and grain and the blessing of God, and then finds out that somebody else, he done it to the wrong person, he doesn't think, oh, well, then I'll just bless you, Esau, and that blessing won't count. No, he thinks, wow, that person, whoever it was, and then he figures out it was Jacob, that person will be blessed. So when Isaac was praying, he had so much confidence that he was praying to the living God and that he had the right to give this blessing, to bestow this spiritual inheritance, that when he found out he'd blessed the wrong person, he didn't try to undo it. He just said, wow, that person's going to get it. And Esau pleads with uh, for a blessing of his own, and he kind of gets a half blessing or whatever. But the faith here is that Isaac knows that God is going to bless his descendants. And so when he blesses this person who turns out to be Jacob, he knows that God is going to fulfill his blessing. And that's by faith. He believes in prayer. He believes in giving blessings. And so this is what happens. And the next little uh, picture we have is Jacob. Now at the end of his life, and he's in a very similar situation. Isaac was blind when he was giving his blessings. And now Jacob is old and blind and he's giving a blessing. And what happens is that Joseph brings his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, and he sets them up so that the older one will get the blessing, the, the main blessing. He'll be at uh, uh, the right hand of Jacob and kind of get a bigger blessing because he's at the strong hand, the right hand. And what Jacob does is he switches his hands. He makes a cross out of his hands and he switches it and he gives the bigger blessing to the younger one. Very similarly to Esau and Jacob, it's the younger one that gets the bigger blessing. And Joseph kind of resists, resists it, but... Jacob says, no, uh, the blessing I've given is the right blessing, and he does it in faith. He speaks a bigger blessing over the younger grandson in faith. And then also, Joseph, at the end of his life, this is at the very end of the book of Genesis, he's dying, and he says to his descendants, look, God is going to bring you back to the promised land. You're not here in Egypt permanently, even though things are going really well. You're going to return, and when you do, bring my bones with you. 
and they do do this. We read in Exodus that they do bring his bones with them when they, when they have the Exodus. And so here are three generations of, of, of God's people believing in the promise of inheriting the promised land and believing in God's unusual way of doing things and speaking confidently towards the future and playing their part in bringing it about by giving blessing. And so what's the author of Hebrews trying to say to us as Christians and to his original audience and as Christians? I think he's trying to say a couple things. He's saying, number one, we live off of a promise. We live off of a promise that we can't see fulfilled right now. And that promise is that Jesus is going to return and he is going to bless us like crazy. We're going to have, we're going to go to the final judgment. We're going to get declared righteous definitively. We're going to get resurrection bodies that will dwell with him forever. And we're going to get rewarded for all of our faithful life serving him. And so he's taking these three stories of people talking about the future and giving blessings to the next generation. And he's saying, live like that. Speak about the future because you know what God's going to do. So bless towards the future. Bless the next generation to believe in what God is going to do in the future. And he, he's, I think the author of Hebrews is also drawing out these stories of God's unusual fulfillment of honor. Okay, The fact that he chose Jacob and not Esau put the honor in the wrong place. The fact that he chose the younger of Manasseh and Ephraim and gave the bigger blessing towards the younger put the honor in the wrong place. And the author of Hebrews' audience here is being tested uh, by being rejected by the larger community. And so it looks like they're in the place of dishonor because they're being shunned sometimes or being pilfered or whatever it is. They're being they're going through a testing and a rejection for the name of Jesus. And so what he's saying is, you know, it is the history of God's people that the one that looks like they shouldn't be blessed and shouldn't be honored actually get the blessing. And so right now you feel like you're being dishonored by people. You feel like you're not being blessed by God, but actually God's blessing is on you through Jesus. So hold on, have faith. And then he ends these little, you know, these three generations of faith by speaking about Joseph and the upcoming Exodus. And he said, Joseph's faith was so huge in God's promise that his deathbed um, thoughts were of the future generations inheriting the promise of the promised land. And so live like that. Even if you don't see it in your life, know one day Jesus will return and he will bring to you all of your inheritance. And so plan to be a part of it. This is when um, Joseph is dying. He says, bring my bones on the exodus. He's planning to be a part of God's rescue for Israel from Egypt. He's, he said, I'm not going to be alive for it, but I want to participate. So bring me along. And he's saying, by faith, even though you cannot see Christ right now, by faith, believe and make plans to participate in the great exodus, the great rescue that is coming when Jesus returns. That's the faith we're being called to, to look at the future with major confidence in the promises of God and speak blessing and speak hope from one generation to the next as we fully expect to participate in everything that God is going to do when he comes in his son. Be blessed.